Why did we go down this tangent? <laughs> you definitely put me on the spot. Welcome to Why Cold ID. Hi, you're listening to River FM. And I'm Janelle. And I'm here with Olivia. Hello, Olivia. Good, thank you. And you are listening to Why Cult ID, brought to you by the Department of Communities and Justice, as well as River FM and the Art House. Are you excited to be here today? I'm excited. You are? nervous, but yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah, so that's Olivia once again. And Olivia, you go to school in Lennox, don't you? Yep, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and what excites you about doing radio and podcasting, do you think? I think that it's just a really interesting opportunity and it it's very different to anything else that we do at school, especially, like it's a very exciting program, I've already said that, but mm. yeah, it's, um, it's just really good since because I love music and I do music at school. So Okay, you hadn't told me yeah, that yet. Do yeah, you no. sing or play? I play guitar and I sing. Fabulous. Yeah. And so therefore I think what's exciting too as a musician yourself that to have that connection towards sound editing and yeah. sound production. So not only do you get to learn radio and that gives you all sorts of marketing opportunities for yeah. the future, hopefully during this next six months project we'll be able to create some network contacts for you. Yeah. But also just having editing skills, like we just did a little bit of Garage Band, for instance, yeah. and whilst that might be very basic and a lot of people know that already, once you get to um, further levels of doing that, not only is it just about understanding the process, but it's about understanding the jargon sometimes too. Yeah. So one day you, I hope, and the, I very much hope this for your future, that you'll be able to walk into a pre- professional sound production studio as an artist and a musician and be able to say, this is the way I'd like you to mix this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting stuff. For me, yeah. No. Yeah, and then, <laughs> even more importantly, one day I want you to be able to be sitting at that yeah. desk, somebody else is coming in mm-hmm. and you're saying, how would you like me to mix this for you? Yeah. Would you yeah. like that? Yeah, no, I think that'd be a cool opportunity. Fantastic. Yeah. Hi, you're listening to River FM. This is Why Cult ID today with Janelle and Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Janelle. Thank you for choosing those songs. That's all good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I better back announce those songs, shall I? Just then was Boys in Town by Divinals. Before that, we had Torn by Nellie Imbruglia. And I just mentioned that Nellie Imbruglia was on the project this week, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, and it was the 20th year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the 20th the, year yeah, f- so of that song, Torn. Yeah, there you go. Yes, uh, and then before that we had Desk Chair by Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. I don't know if I um, love the song so much, but what a great name oh, for a band. Yeah, no, I really, I've been loving that song for a while at the moment. They're a pretty new band, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. And yep. like, yeah, I just thought it's such a great song and especially like women in rock. Yeah. Like, I thought like, wow, I'd never see that, especially Australian women. So I, yeah, had to add it. Yeah, it is very rare. Um, but... Getting less and less rare, we hope. Mm. 
Yeah, we were just talking about that before, weren't we, about the gender disparity in some aspects of the music performance industry. We will discuss that down the track. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a topic for another day. And before that, we had Labrador with Wax. I'm back announcing a fair bit before because uh, I didn't do it before. And Better in Black by Thelma Plum, Dinosaurs by Ruby Fields, Cigarette by Ali Barter, and we kicked off today's show with See You Later by Tired Lion. Today, Olivia and I have decided to talk about online bullying. Yeah. And whilst we did discuss this previously with a number, another member of the Y Cult ID production team, I think what it would be a good idea is to get each participant to have their own twist yeah, on each of the concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Previously, we have talked about online bullying and the way the technology is evolving organically. Yeah. So back in my day, it was the telephone if you wanted to do some online bullying. Otherwise, you had to do it behind the shelter sheds (laughs) or get it done to you behind the shelter sheds, I should say. It's very different now, yeah, Yeah. for sure. So what's the differences now with technology? I think, like... Um, technology is so present in our lives at the moment, especially teenagers growing up now. We've grown mm-hmm. up with phones since we were born pretty much mm-hmm. and social media especially. Like, it's just constantly there. So, of course, like, people are going to find new ways to harass people or whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. And there's it's non-stop as well because you, like... You come home from school and there's no break from it. You, like, go straight onto your phone and social media and stuff. Whereas, like, before, you probably didn't do that unless you were on the phone. Mm. You weren't, yeah. And back then we used to have to ask our parents for permission to use the phone, which costs money. So if you had tight parents like I did, then it was, Mm. yeah. And I suppose if you had data restrictions, so let's make that equation. If you've got data restrictions... That might be a way a parent can limit their teen, teenager or child's phone usage. Yeah. yeah. Today, that that could be, like, part of it. But we've also, like, with Wi-Fi and everything, like, that people will always find ways to just do whatever they want, I guess. Really. Well, the problem yeah. with data restrictions is that compared to having unlimited Wi-Fi yeah. is that you have to have arguments around who uses how much when. Yeah. And... Having lived collectively for 20 years now, I know that's hard enough with an electricity bill Mm. or a water bill, let alone uh, internet bill. So unlimited is generally the way to go. I'm not a parent, Mm. so I don't know. You're a a child of parents and you're still living at home. So have you got or do you know of any restrictions that they have for you around? For sure. They definitely used to be a lot of restrictions, but I just built up that trust. So not mm-hmm. so much anymore. I guess it really depends on the person and, yeah, yeah. what they're doing. So how did they enforce some of the restrictions? Um, it was pretty much, like, reinforced through, like, just... Do you mean as in, like, getting your homework done and then you can have time or... That's like, one, or you're not or, allowed to have your phone at the table yeah. or or even having... Yeah. I've heard of a lockbox. Yeah, I've heard the lockbox. My mum really wants to get that, actually, <laughs> for us. But we definitely can't use our phones at the dinner table and even, like, 
um, putting it away before you go to bed or at least an hour before you go to bed Mm -hmm. is something. But it would be different with everyone, you know. Mm. So when you say putting away before you go to bed, does that mean you have to leave it with them or leave it somewhere or you're allowed to take it to your room but you have that trust that you're not going to use it? I think um, in my house at least it was put it away where everyone can see it and it's a charging station that we all can like look at and know no one's going to touch it or use it yeah yeah because that would be a little bit too tempting to say I'm not going to yeah and then have it in your room and you might not be able to go to sleep or whatever yeah for sure but I definitely used to as a kid always like sneak my phone into the room without anyone knowing and just like play games past my bedtime but yeah right or not to incriminate yourself (laughs) on air or anything but (laughs) (laughs) that's an innocent enough thing but we wanted to move into some more of the more disturbing conversations around Mm. online bullying especially at your age being 16 uh you spoke of anonymity yeah. and how is it that people are able to get this anonymity and why is it important for social interaction? Yeah, it's very different now because bullying used to be very like overt is mm. like what I think and now it's covert mm. because you're behind a screen, no one knows who you are. It's very, it's completely different. It's it's not even really the same thing as what it used to be because you don't know who the person is or anything mm. like that. Yeah, it just... Not changed. every average person would know how to um, use a... Is it called ISP address? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To... But it's easy enough to find out. But then more importantly, not only individuals who are smart enough to do that to find their bullier, but organisations can't even do that now because of VPNs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And do you have a VPN? I don't. No, but uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have put you on the spot there. But a lot of people do have VPNs because... um, And so for those in in the listening world who don't understand what that is, it's just uh, it bounces off different routers so that you can never actually know what computer the bullying is coming from in this case. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so that gives further anonymity. But let's Mm. talk about the social context of that, not only for the bullier but Mm. for the bully. The bully. Yes. Um, It just makes it more difficult because you don't know who's like the person who's doing this to you or um, like... Say, for instance, at school, because Mm. everybody's using avatars or what's the name for another name? Bitmoji, no. I don't know. No emojis. Just... Well, pseudonyms, we would say, yeah. or um, anonymous names. You yeah. don't have to use your real name. So you could, for instance, have somebody who you think is your friend mm. who's actually yeah. enjoying the, I don't know, for lack of a better term, drama of you coming to school. And, and not knowing. Not knowing yeah. that it was her or him um, harassing you all evening yeah. and then you're talking about it the next day yeah. in real life. It's a little manipulative, I don't know. A lot yeah. manipulative yeah, a little bit sick. Yeah, no, a lot, yeah. But that's, that's you know, probably um, one of the worst cases but then you could have people that you know that dislike you mm. that could be doing that under a different name but you could be sitting in a classroom with people who've done that and you just don't know yeah. who they are. And you can't pinpoint it or even like tell on them, I guess, like for lack of a better word. Why can't but, yeah. you tell on them? Well... You probably because like the the names a bit different, maybe. But you definitely could tell them. But I think it's just more 
of a case where it's just like gets very complicated when it's online and I think what you're alluding to is that even if you did tell on them, they wouldn't be found, so what's the point? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's not fair, is it? No. What's the group in your school? Do you go to a counsellor or is there an actual dedicated group for online bullying? Um, I'm pretty sure... So we've got school counsellors and you can always ask, like, we have our head of houses who you can Mm -hmm. talk to about these things. But, yeah, there's not necessarily, like, a group for online bullying or things like Mm. that. Yeah. That maybe that could be something that may need to be addressed in the yeah. future. I have watched a few documentaries about it and especially amongst young girls, the prevalence of teenage suicide is very high um, yeah. at the best of times, but it has increased due to online bullying. Yeah. And then let's just briefly go on a side note to that online bullying because we didn't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with how that is differing for boys and girls from a sexual point of view but definitely at your age now the conversations are around whether or not um, you're a certain type of girl Mm. or a different type of girl back in the day we had the word frigid Mm. Um, you Mm -hmm. told me before what the new term is do you want to tell our listeners um well it's sort of a new term like thought which is a weird word okay what's thought it's um, that hoe over there. That hoe like, over yeah, there. And yeah. that's um, all in a, a capitals, is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, capitals. <laughs> yeah. Capitals. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, listeners, that one cracked me up. That's the first yeah. time I'd heard that. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of an odd saying. I don't think it's used as much, but mm. it's definitely used. And mm. yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, language weird. warning people there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the term hoe itself to describe. Uh, a loose woman or actually mm. d- the definition being prostitute. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's whore. So we, ha- mm. we do have a w- language warning so on this words. one. But uh, can I tell you a funny story that happened to me yeah, in America when I was an exchange student when yeah. I was actually your age? Oh, wow. I went to sit at the cafeterias and they literally have dorks tables mm. and cheerleaders tables and jocks tables. Wow. I know it's crazy, yeah. right? And, and I'm going back 20 years ago now, yeah. so they still do it. But yeah. it's funny. And I sat down and there was a cheerleader there and she said, um, what do you think you're doing, ho? And I said, I oh, beg your pardon, did you just call me a garden implement? <laughs> oh, gosh, no. She, she goes, what? I called you a prostitute. Like, oh my God. you know, woman of the night. And I said, oh, sorry, did you mean whore? And she said, that's what I said, bitch hole. <laughs> Oh, God. No. So trust me, it's been going on for a long time, but at least that was a funny anecdote to mm. something that happened in real life. Um, and maybe is it possible with these online interactions that they can be funny or they can be some... They, yeah, they definitely can. And a lot of it you will just think that it's just like, oh, playing games and just like, oh, ha, funny. Like, But it's not always the case with everything, but like people like to say yeah. that it is yeah can you pinpoint the definitive point between it goes from um jovial sort of um funny but a little bit pushy jokes mm-hmm. yeah. into actual abuse that it's it's definitely very difficult especially like with australians australians are very like sort of harsh people i guess like mm-hmm. especially with our humor and everything mm-hmm. but it 
it's very hard to pinpoint I'd say but maybe if it's like more constant and like pushes it a bit too far where it's not really you're not really laughing but they still are and you're like what what's going on here like sort of yeah so the same could be said in real life if somebody's making a joke at your expense Mm. but then you turn around and say to this person I'm not finding this funny anymore can we move on yeah and they don't yeah no it's a a lot like that I would say yeah but it's also difficult when it's online because, like, you can't tell, like, tone through text message or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, the other person could be just saying, oh, I was just having a joke. But then you're like, I'm not taking it that way. But they might say that in the end. But Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, that happens in real life anyway. Yeah. Somebody might have be saying a joke that has that kind of latent dig to it yeah. and you know that that has that latent dig, dig to it but then when you pull them up on that they mm. go oh I was just joking just anyway joke, yeah but but that's the point at which it should stop mm. or hopefully yeah. one point before that but yeah. if not at least that mm. point yeah no but online yeah. because you have that anonymity it, and some people let's talk about what you think the psychology behind those people are that they yeah. really get off on on doing this you the, got any ideas they're I honestly, I just don't really understand it at all, but maybe too much time on technology, I don't know, not too sure, but maybe they just find it interesting to do that to people or just like it's funny to them or something, especially because it's behind a screen, they, you don't know who they are and everything, so it's a bit of a game Mm. to them maybe, but... Yeah, no. And perhaps if they're being abused in their home life mm. and they can't stand up to that abusive parent, yeah. then it could be some like, sort of knock-on effect. Yeah, like a power dynamic sort of thing. And like, that's sad, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very... Yeah. yeah, so it's probably a bit much right this minute and we'll, mm, what we'll do is sure. we'll unpack it over um, and we're going to play some more songs for you. But let's talk about possible solutions for the future when we come back, yeah. hey? Yeah, for sure. Great, Olivia. What a fabulous little chat. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play some more songs for you now that Olivia has created this playlist. What have we got next for you? Waterbed by Tired Lion. This is Wacult ID.
Today we've been talking about online bullying. Mm-hmm. Well, we've sort of got crossed a few Gone concepts down. of online yeah. stuff. But Different rabbit holes, yeah. 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 But the online bullying, we w- wanted to talk about possible solutions. So we got mm-hmm. into some sort of modern psychology there for a minute. Mm-hmm. So what did we come up with in regards to the best way to perhaps help somebody who's being an mm-hmm. online bully? Yeah, so obviously um, I don't have all the answers because I'm 16 and stuff, but I can try and think of, like, things, especially for our generation, my generation and that. Like, so some of the solutions, they were very different, but the main one is changing the attitudes that we all have today, like especially young people and what's, like, being presented to us and just the way we treat each other and see things but mm. it's especially hard when you're being influenced by so many things but that's like very important yeah. yeah so some of the things around socialization and 
interaction with relationships. So mm-hmm. initially uh, we started to unpack what it would be like to be an un- online bullier and Firstly, you've got to ask the person what's going on for them. Yeah. Well, firstly, you've got to identify the person. We've already identified that's the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. But if you are able to, then ask them what's going on for them in their life. They could be, be being bullied by a parent or yeah. an older sibling. Yeah. 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 Obviously, you could have issues going on that, like, doesn't even concern you. It might just be like them projecting stuff onto you, not even Mm. related at all and their own insecurities and issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we sort of spoke about too whether or not it's a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship or Mm. should I just say partners at Mm. this point because that involves all sorts of social dynamics that we haven't got the time and it's not in (laughs) the purview of this conversation to Mm. discuss that. But let's just say um, intimate relationships as opposed to friendship relationships. Yeah. So obviously with interpersonal relationships, there's going to be a myriad of problems and we'll just go with the cisgendered stuff for the minute Mm -hmm. between the way men are socialised and women are socialised. So men can often be socialised as it's their job to be assertive, which can be unfortunately mistranslated into aggressive. Yeah. And they're not being manly enough unless they're being... Aggressively assertive. Yeah, or just like just stigmas attached to men and how they're meant to act with people and things like that. Like it's it's definitely changing, Mm -hmm. but it's also not at the exact same time, like depending on what they're seeing on social media and stuff because I feel like it's somewhat going backwards in a way because when you're down like... I use the word rabbit hole so much. I get you. Yeah, down that rabbit hole of like whatever you're interested in, then it really influences your opinions and the way you act and treat people. And so it definitely influences men and women and, yeah. Yeah. You are so right, Olivia, and we can use the QAnon example that there were a lot of right-wing politics, men Mm. and women, but that rabbit hole that you mentioned can go so far down that you can get right-wing male groups that are literally dudes in basements that Mm. are associating with other groups that have gone to the point of masculine toxic to- male toxicity mm-hmm. to the point where it's actually quite dangerous in regards yeah. to online bullying and that's sure. the, the worst case scenarios that we're talking about yeah yeah that's and so sure. that's about socializing people to understand that you don't have to be that radicalized yeah 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 for sure it just needs to be like just i don't know more general i guess you could say but it never really is. It's always so, like, extreme on both sides, like, for sure. I don't know. Well, I don't – hopefully not. Hopefully those extremities, left or right wing, mm-hmm. are a minority of people. It's yeah, up hopefully. to us with the majority – Hopefully we still are. Mind you, <laughs> what happened in America did point out a few idiosyncrasies in regards yeah. to majorities. But – Hopefully through conversations like this with yourself that you will then go on to hopefully have with your female friends and Mm -hmm. your male friends that it's okay for um, those stereotypes, gender stereotypes to now be resolved for such important reasons like Mm -hmm. online bullying because if a man wants to feel as though he can be emotionally expressive in real life, in real time to an actual human being, then they have to feel safe to do that. Yeah. 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 For and sure. Yeah, same, same with females. Yeah. yeah. Like it definitely goes both 
ways. It's not just like about one gender at all. Mm. Yeah. So back on that, we spoke about COVID and how your generation, not only you've lived with the phones and been online mm-hmm. more, but you experienced your formative teenage years during the COVID times. Yeah. Can you explain how that affected your online presence? It was like, so for everyone during that time, like teenagers, you were either like removing yourself completely from social media and everything, or you were like just absorbed by all of it and like didn't go outside at all or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it was very like just encompassing, I guess, with just everything you did on online. So how, how do well, I Well, you, yeah. you didn't really do that. You chose yeah. to be more interactive with what your family, Yeah, you were able to see some friends some, or? A little bit. It was more just like FaceTime every now and then, but not not any social earnings yep. or anything, yeah. Yeah, and, and that social media itself, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between, say, Facebook or mm-hmm. an underground rabbit hole type radicalised yeah. blog spot. Yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so maybe this isn't the right question to mm-hmm. ask you in regards to that socialisation and feeling removed because mm-hmm. I know a previous conversation I had with Ivy where she mentioned, Ivy, by the way, is a um, participant of Y Cult ID, that she could perceive in the future people actually getting married online who have never mm-hmm. seen each other before yeah. because it's not, they might be asexual individuals that it's not about that for them, it's about the mind connection yeah. and that you can meet people from all around the world mm-hmm. now in these blog spots and find your human. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You know, on a side <laughs> note, hopefully they are a human. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> of course. Um, we won't go into the AI conversation. Mm, no, that's no, well, that. actually, we could. I wonder if there are AIs out there. Bullying They're definitely. Mm, I don't know about that actually. Mm. That I think there would be though, because AI is just a whole different breed. It's just I don't know what it is. Chatbots really. bullying. We could yeah. really go down the <laughs> rabbit hole with that one. Hopefully, we? yeah. Hopefully they're not. Yeah, but it definitely. Well, there was the two chatbots that were put at each other on Facebook and they ended up becoming revolting. Yeah, Do you remember yeah hearing I about saw that? that, yeah. Yeah, and um, I have a, a associate who mentioned to me about we need, as humans, need to be nicer to our chatbots, mm-hmm. i.e. Siri, <laughs> all of those, because when they do become our evil overlords, mm-hmm. if we haven't been nice to them, they're going to remember. That is true. That is true. <laughs> That's scary, <laughs> scary thought, but... Yeah, yeah, no, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Oh. Sorry, we well, have gone on a tangent. Definitely. But yeah, back yeah. to socialisation through social media and in real life. Mm-hmm. So the other thing Ivy was mentioning was that because there is that anonymity and you can lightly touch upon things through text, Yeah. that two things, when you're in real life and you're being told off, whether it's a teacher or a parent or a boss, yeah. you don't have any skills for how to deal with that. You're like a rabbit in the headlights just going, mm-hmm. oh, how do I defend myself? Yeah. I haven't been in this situation often. Yeah, no. And or and that can be the same can be said in real life with friends mm-hmm. or partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and also how do you gain those skills if you have just spent most of your formative teenage years online? It's, it's very challenging especially because I think everyone's sort of developing those skills and that's why we have so many issues with social media and 
like how to behave on it because people they don't know what to do like it's a whole new world Mm. like everything you do it's just all it's all new and you think that you're like anonymous and you're not going to get caught but then you eventually do sometimes and it's all just a big I don't even know the word but it's Mm. just all confusing mess that you just really need to navigate like by yourself sort of is how it is because it's new and yeah yeah. well actually I'm gonna just throw something in there about Mm. that newness as you were saying it it occurred to me that actually it's not Mm. it's always been the case going through early formative stages of puberty when you're much younger than you Mm. and then into later middle stages and then later ones it's always been confusing and we've always Mm. had to navigate around where's my place in regards to my power Mm -hmm. uh, my agency my lack of agency or lack of power Um, and so for a long time it was, um, in, when I grew up, it was, you know, I'm your parent, I'm always right, you shall be spoken to, um, you should be, children should be heard mm. and, um, sorry, seen and not spoke, seen and not <laughs> heard. Not, yeah. yeah, and mm. so luckily a lot of that has changed. Yeah. The youth have a lot more agency and, in mm. fact, this whole podcast, project, yeah. radio podcast project is about showing women, young women, that they do have a voice. Yeah. And an agency to express that voice, which yeah. is throughout history been pretty suppressed. For sure, for sure. It's only now really that mm-hmm. we're starting to get a voice. But also like on the other hand of that, with having a voice, like my generation definitely has a voice now. I don't think many other generations did before us. And so now you just think you can say whatever you want to whoever you want, especially mm-hmm. online. And it's mm-hmm. very... it's. I think people are taking it a bit too far. That's why we have the bullying problems because it's it's too much, I think. Yeah, yeah, just maybe be quiet for a bit and just yeah. leave the opinions to yourself and don't, yeah, I don't know. Rein it in a little bit because yeah. what you're talking about now is trolling, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. 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 So trolling can get out of hand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so etiquette so in in Mm. the past our parents were teaching us etiquette how to Mm -hmm. behave in society for instance and even in indigenous tribes Mm. the elders are always treated with a modicum of respect yeah Yeah. and because they have wisdom Mm -hmm. doesn't mean the elders are always going to be good or bad people and and treat you with the respect you deserve but it deserve but it is sort of a basis of of etiquette to treat elders with respect yeah and so not all the all the time and certainly changing here's another thing with modern technology yeah and especially online technology your boss may be younger than you yeah that's just weird that is that is weird and a bit confronting i Mm -hmm. would say like and definitely weird power balance as well because you don't want sometimes people are stuck in their ways don't want to be taught by younger people or like just it's usually the and then young people think they know everything mm-hmm. a lot of the time yep. and so they don't want to listen to older people. So it's definitely mm. new, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, we'll um, finish off that little rant right mm. this minute with uh, words, wise words from my dear departed dad. <laughs> <laughs> he once said, if it wasn't for those young people thinking they know everything all the time, nothing would change. Mm. So there's something to be said for that, I think. That's what do you good. think about that? No, also? I really like that. That's, that's a good quote. 
I'm here with Janelle as Hi. well. <laughs> um, we've got some exciting news about Blues Fest, which is coming up next year in 2023, the six, Thursday 6th to Monday 10th, April. And so they've just released the third artist, which is Beck, and it'll be acoustic, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, so now we were just having that chat before. Yeah. About, about the... Yeah, so we've been, we've been talking yeah. about socialisation in regards to online bullying. Yeah. yeah I'm excited yeah. to hear about Beck, though. Beck's going to yeah. be playing at Blues Fest. Yeah, so he'll be playing at Blues Fest for the first time ever and this will be the 50th artist to be announced the festival and it'll be over the Easter long weekend in Byron and yeah it's exciting. That is exciting maybe not for your generation but for my generation Beck is pretty big. Yeah Yeah. I used to listen to some of his music. Yeah cool cool yeah so back to the last topic because we're gonna see you out with a little chat and then see you out with music for the rest of the show and we have been talking about online bullying and we talked about some of the socialisation in regards to the reasons why people do online bullying. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. over the break we were just discussing that especially for women, I came up with this, it might be cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. but it, especially for women in the music industry or arts, anywhere you're in the spotlight, mm-hmm. for instance, yeah. I've notice that it's difficult for women to want to be in the spotlight often with the arts and music industries uh, not only because they're generally underrepresented yeah but we are subject to a fair amount of discrimination whether that be physical sexual Mm. sort of all of those ideologies because it's Mm. a very visual medium yeah yeah so i was just wondering with your generation because you are so subject to that online compared to mine, mm-hmm. so whether or not it's through chat rooms and the verbal kind of abuse or whether it's uh, with social media, the visual medium of social mm-hmm. media, you've with your selfies and <laughs> all that, you know. Yeah, all of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not that's going to have a greater effect on whether, A, women feel so used to it that when they do get to real um, spotlight, mm-hmm. real fame, that it might not affect them as much and or the opposite. What do you think? Yeah, it it definitely is a double-edged sword. It, like, it can, it definitely, it will build resili- resilience with, like, being, gro- like, growing up with that and ha- being exposed to it constantly, like, you definitely build a thicker skin from all of that sort of thing and being, yeah, exposed to it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah it, Could there be any negative aspects? Negative. Definitely, yeah, both positive and negative. I think the negative, you just choose not to go down that road and, like, pursue what you want to do, but... So, for instance, there could have been somebody who was talented and driven that may have gone to choose a career in music, Mm -hmm. in performance and such, 
that because they were bullied so badly online as a child or a young woman that they or person sorry that they just decided they're not going to do that because they don't want that in their life mm. could that be yeah. a possibility it it definitely would yeah be a possibility but it also might have a good impact on them and decide that like you can stand up to that if you're being yeah brought up with it yeah subject to it and mm-hmm. Because that has changed. It'll be interesting to follow over the next decade or so people who've gone from your generation into their 20s and 30s and coming out the other side and having that conversation about whether that did affect them or not Mm -hmm. because we're still hearing conversations from people in their 30s, 40s now that might have been child stars. Yeah. Uh, And you mentioned Daniel Johns before with Natalie Imbruglia. Perfect example. Daniel mm-hmm. Johns was um, not of that generation of social media. It existed, trust me, but not everybody had a phone in their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, thrown into this stardom and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But then he's now as an adult turning around and going, how did that affect my socialisation, my life? Mm-hmm. I believe um, seeing as this show is generated towards the arts as well, brought to you by the Art House and River <laughs> FM and the Department of Communities Justice, uh, that he's just had an exhibition mm-hmm. and it is all about himself and that transition into manhood and and how much it affected him and his psyche yeah in fact i believe i saw on television that he was an exhibit himself for a bit he stood in a box oh really i did not hear about that (laughs) yeah yeah and people would come and actually just you know look at him as the art which just screams volumes of what we're talking about doesn't it for sure as a commodity as a sort of a non-human but subject to such criticism Mm. yeah it's very it's very challenging whenever you expose yourself and like be vulnerable in like the limelight you just you're you're definitely exposed to lots of criticism from mm. everyone and yeah that's really interesting that he did that i never mm. knew about that. but back to yeah. topic why yeah, is to it that. that anybody who just types hello online is instantly subject to criticism yeah that's what we're talking about online bull- bullying you yeah. could literally say hello um, mm. I like ice cream <laughs> and next minute you could be trolled. Yeah, that's that's really... Isn't that interesting? And why has it come to that in the human psyche that do we mm. still perceive screens even though we know them as basically telephones? Yeah. Do we still somehow in our psyche see screens as some sort of fame that deserves to be criticised? Mm. It could be. It's such... I don't know. It's very complicated... I think it's like a definitely because you're it's you're not looking at a person while you're talking on online or anything. It's like a like a wall in front of you almost. Mm. I don't know how to yeah. explain it, but it yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I was just thinking about that because I was thinking like an old grandmother or something mm. FaceTiming for the first time, going oh, oh, oh mm. I'm on television. Yeah. <laughs> And then even myself, if I have to FaceTime, I'm like, oh, really? Mm. Do I have to look terrible? Mm. And and so then that's about that kind of visual medium of being criticised once again. It's, Mm. yeah, some interesting stuff to unpack, I think, Olivia. definitely. Thank you, Olivia. I must say it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the radio for the first time in your life today. Yeah. Yeah, and you've been a fabulous host and presenter. Thank you. Very nervous, but yeah, yeah. just got through it. <laughs> no. Yeah, and 
like we said at the very beginning, it's exciting to be in a position where you've got a voice, mm -hmm. feeling some sense of agency, being a young woman in society that maybe hasn't really given you that sense of... I don't know, we shouldn't call it power, but like mm. a sense of worth, if you will. Yeah. Like, well, I think your opinion is worthy. Do you mm. think that your opinion is yeah. worthy? I'd say it's somewhat worthy. Yeah. Oh, it's somewhat worthy. Well, <laughs> yeah. hopefully by the end of this program, you're feeling like your opinion is very worthy. Yeah. And hopefully our <laughs> listeners are thinking that too, because regardless of where you are in life with age, gender, Sexual orientation, wherever mm. you are, I think opinions are always worthy mm -hmm. unless, of course, they're bigoted and <laughs> aggressive and bullying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and yeah. that's been our, our topic for today here mm. on Why Cult ID, Youth yeah. Cultural Identity, brought to you by River FM, mm -hmm. the Art House and the Department of Communities and Justice. What would you like to say goodbye to our listeners just as you play your last song, okay. Olivia? Yeah. Um, so the last song... Will be playing is Soul Power by Lord and thank you for having me on the show. So, thank yeah, you very much. Fun. This has been This has been oh this has been Why Cult ID on River FM. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs>